celebration. Life, 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 sports, sports, a celebration. Welcome, America, to the TC and Jake show. A celebration of life through sports. Pick up the phone moment Monday. Live with you. From the Oval Office of the LifeLock Studios. And now, here he is, TC and Jake. I've been meaning to tell you I got a big announcement. Okay. Is Vampire Mode back? It's not big to everyone. No, no. I need to take that. You know what? Hey, can you vamp for a little bit? I'm going to take that out of my Twitter bio. (laughs) I don't think that's very necessary. I've been meaning to do that for a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm still on you there. You just don't want to mislead people, you know? That's the type of guy you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's supposed to mean something. Yeah, it's true. There you go. It's out. Yeah, so, you know, it's a big announcement. It's not, it's not a big announcement to everyone. If you've never heard of me, you're probably not going to care. But uh, I think it is going to be a big announcement to you. And uh, can you do a drum roll? I think I'm going to start getting into soup. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is. I've long attacked you <laughs> for soup, but whenever, whenever I said, uh, you know, teeth brushing worked out okay, what else does he do? Yeah. Yeah. No, this is this rank's second, but it's pretty close to, to dental care. I will, I will absolutely give you that. I've been crushing soups and stews and chilies lately, man. Just tearing it up. It was. <laughs> I do still have some misgivings. Hopefully, I can. Hopefully, we can address them and you can get me past them. But uh, it was because you know. I mean, you can still hear it a little bit, but I don't know. You know, it, if I sound like this for the rest of my life, I don't give a shit. It's fine. okay. Uh, but you know, a couple weeks ago, I was really going through it just like uh throat wise it was never like i never got sick i got a little bit tired like i I never got a fever but i was sick that's what i'm trying to say not that i never got sick i was definitely sick um but uh you know and just trying to make it so that you're like really giving as much uh attention care to your esophageal you know pathways as possible uh, just eating warm foods is good, so I was I was like, "Fuck it, might as well." And I'm trying to remember the big dog because the second, like, it was a life changing soup. So it feels like I should be able to easily recall what it was, but it's a couple of weeks ago now. But the uh, the second place was uh, the tortilla soup at La Caya Dose. Megan ordered some, and I, you know, I'd been telling her about how I was trying to eat hot foods because of this uh, this illness and. Uh, Boy, it just it just tastes like eating a delicious meal, but it's just in a spoonful. <laughs> okay, yeah, this is very encouraging. I, we made some uh, tortilla soup pretty recently. Actually, my mom made that one. I made like a a turkey chili. Uh, I don't know if you're gonna go to the level of like you want to make this at home or not. Um, no, definitely not. Okay, I, I was gonna say it's uh, very easy. <laughs> I started making tea at home. For the same same reasons. Not a bad first step. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. I want to be clear. I can already feel people being like, it's easy to make tea at home. I know, dude. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, he also knows it's easy to brush your teeth regularly. 
Um, yeah. and he's been open and honest with you about that. Um, Cut him some slack. He's earned it. But here's my big concern. There's no way this magic is like working. This is some kind of sleight of hand. Magic's not real. Uh, you can't nourish yourself by just drinking water. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there are other usually healthy ingredients in it. No. It's just fucking broth. Like whatever, like the, the delicious taste I'm getting, the thing where like my mouth feels like it's a, it's a delicious steak that we're uh, enjoying right now. That's not like, I, I've been, I, 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 I haven't really wanted to bring this to you because I, I think that it might, uh, you know, th- you're basically your whole life is a house of cards and now I'm kicking out the bottom one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I heard on NPR that uh, a report that convinced – one of those things were like I hear 30 seconds of like a, a reporter who doesn't really understand this, the study that they've read, but they're authoritatively reading it back to you. And then I build my entire health worldview on that and just that. Uh, it's an awesome way to go through life. I do recommend it. Like confidence is hard to find otherwise unless you're like uh, just like hearing one snippet of something and then being like – well, I understand all of life now. Uh, and, you know, you don't want to go through life unconfident. There's a little, for any of the younger listeners trying to put, <laughs> put an existence together, you know, I've, I've got some motivational speeches to give you here. Uh, but it was talking about how uh, smoothies are, are bullshit. Like the most of what you're getting from vegetables is the process that your body's going through and it's breaking down those fibers. So whenever you just shortcut that by breaking them down in a blender, like then you might as well not be doing it. You uh, know that's a big Gabe Kapler point. Yeah, yeah. See, dude, Gabe gets <clears throat> it. I mean, we're both guys just to understand health. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I have to assume the exact same things going on with soup. Like you're fucking whatever. Like your body's definitely getting something out of breaking down that steak. And if instead you just fucking simmer it for sixteen hours or whatever. And it, it get all the taste out, but like like there's no protein in soup. I, I I realize you could like put beans in it, but like I don't know. I'm not I'm not here to. I didn't fucking human progress has not occurred to reach this point for me to eat beans all the time is like my main <laughs> thing. That's a really weird take. I mean, they're 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 very good for you. They're easy to make and they're they delicious. They fucking blow and everyone knows it. That's so. Beans. That's <laughs> what. That's ridiculous. And also, like, doesn't most tortilla soup have chicken in it? Uh, not Lakaya Doses, I don't think. Maybe it's got a little bit. It's mainly, it's mainly got tortilla strips and cheese. Yeah, and the broth, of course, the delicious broth. But, like, when I make tortilla course, soup, I put onion, you know, finely chopped, uh, tomato, usually diced chilies, uh, and then chicken. Yeah, no. If you if you're putting a bunch of chicken in there and you you're eating the chicken, that's that sounds good. Uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't really. I mean, maybe it's got a little bit, but I I just know that I'm doing like spoonful after spoonful of just liquid, and I'm loving it. But I'm saying <laughs> in the back of my head, like I'm not eating. There's nothing going on. I'm having a glass of water that tastes good. Well, a couple things about that. One, uh, it's been known for a long time now that you should actually drink warmer water like no one does it i don't do it i'm out on that yeah thank you thank you for not actually pushing that yeah that is that's better for you 
Um, as I just Googled, why is soup good for you? <laughs> to let you know the depths of dumminess that this podcast has descended into. The first result says the sodium in the recipe helps relieve sore throat pain. That's the same principle go. behind gargling warm. It's just like gargling warm salt water. Mm-hmm. Uh, the heat helps clear nasal uh, nasal congestion and can Checking relieve box. pain and sinus pressure. Now, this last one, I don't think you're going to be too on board with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says the vitamins and minerals in nutrient-dense soups can also speed recovery. And I know that's a bridge too far. Uh, the idea that it's just packed with nutrient, like if you think that's good, try eating a fucking bite of meat. Well, yeah, but again, people put like what I do is I put vegetables, beans and a protein, another sort of protein in almost every soup or stew I make. And I don't, I think one of the worst things people pass the time with on Twitter, and there are a lot of them is arguing over what counts as a certain type of food. And I know people sure. are probably just doing that in jest, but my stomach just turns every time I see that. Who the fuck cares? Who cares what you call it? I don't know. Is uh, is like pork guisado. Is that a stew or a chili or a soup? Is tortilla soup with chicken in it kind of a chili? I don't They're know ridiculous. what the word entomology means, but I think that that's like... There's a word. Well, first it's of all, got that's some not of the those word. sounds, <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that it refers uh, generally <sighs> to the concept of you know like uh, organizing things. And there's a certain kind of brain that just loves doing that. So they don't really care. They just like putting stuff in the in the little places. Yes, and it's easy. It's <laughs> just it's not. I mean, you know, there are edge cases, and it's not easy. They're like you know. The the classic Brunig's example, which I don't think is like uh, I I think I'd I'd heard it in a, a college course before. Uh, that's right, I've been to college courses. Uh, was uh, you know the the what is a river? What is a river, Jake? I don't know. You know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but also don't care. Yeah, don't no, care. it's not everyone. It's not like every single person has a brain that needs to put these things in these places. Yeah. And I would say that it's clear that you don't have one. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Like you do in some ways. Like, you know, there's. I guess everyone just kind of has the places where this uh, appears and where it doesn't, you know. Um, like, but you know, if I, if I were trying to ask you uh, to remember uh, which era specifically of Colts football where they featured Joseph Adai pretty heavily. He's a guy you might have forgot about, uh, new generation, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, then you're all in. And then it's a problem we need to solve. But, uh, you know, yeah. is a sandwich okay. a taco, uh, you know. Yeah, hot dog and all that. It's yeah. just, by the way, I think, uh, you know, and you were gracious enough to grant that you only had some of the syllables in the word etymology right. Mm-hmm. Uh, entomology, the study of insects. So maybe that's what you were. No, no, no. I okay. explained what I was looking at. You know, I, whether or not I got the word right, everyone knows what I'm talking about because I, I broke it down clearly. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I don't really even make that much at home anymore uh, other than soups, chilies, stews. That's like my thing. And it sucks because th- most people don't want to eat it like half the year. Mm, you know, mm-hmm. like I got so excited a couple of weeks ago when the first chill hit because I knew it was it was green chili green chili uh you're like the the guy in the yellow suit turkey behind the chi- tree 
Yeah, exactly. I was rubbing my hands together because I would eat that uh, when it's 105. The wife won't go for it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of along the same lines. She has a really bad take on sandwiches at night. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't love that. Yeah. Tell you. I, I want sandwiches all the time. I see what all she's the saying. Time. It is a lunch food, but, you know, uh, I also like breakfast for dinner. Yeah, and, and we'll do that every now and then. So that's why I just don't get it. Now, if you... Uh, and this is where she's getting tripped up on your uh, etymology. If we make like turkey burgers at home, that's fine. Or even if we like pick up burgers, that's fine. Because that's but not it, a sandwich. God, in her? For, God forbid we put a little turkey and avocado in between two slices of uh, you know bread from uh, from my friends at Weinberger. Not mm -hmm. happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. That's a problem for me, but... I mean, it's such an expansive menu. There's not something you can find that you're excited about for dinner? I'm saying... I'm saying... No. She sticks with one option there. Really? You like, know. period? Even during lunches? Yeah. One option. That's a bold choice. I mean, It's you a know, bold choice. Everyone's like that. Um, I know a lot of people that are like that at a lot of restaurants. Uh, you know, like, I go to Corner Market pretty regularly down here on Greenville, and... Uh, I look at and see there's like three sandwiches I've been meaning to try the entire time I've been going there, which is like, I don't know, fucking 10 years more. Uh, but I just don't because I'm just I just excited about the number one option. I just I you get know. excited about the number one option. That's why I'm going there. Oh, yeah. No, I'm with you. That's why I have a uh, patent pending solution. <laughs> I get the mainstay and then I get creative. <laughs> OK, OK. I thought you were going to say the Holocaust. No, no, I, uh, what? I, uh, I, I get one of the same thing every time mm -hmm. and then I get a little crazy. Yeah. I think I tried that the other day. Oh, the, the big time that I did it and was like, what have I become was driving to the Rage Against the Machine show. I told the boys, got a special treat for you. Little thing we like to call Portillo's. And I had been a while since I'd been in a Portillo's and I didn't want to pick between, you know, my two faves. So got to get the beef and cheddar croissant. That's a given. And then do you want to pick between the regular Italian beef or the, uh, the sausage? Don't worry. You don't have to pick. They'll put a sausage in a bun and then put beef on top of it. Oh, yeah, they will. And I just got both of those. Oh, and yeah. I, as I start into this delicious feast, I look down and I'm like... Just looking at the volume of food yeah. here, there's no way it fits Disgusting. inside me. <laughs> Disgusting. Disgusting. And you just spent like $28 at a sandwich place. <laughs> yeah, like a thing known for just basically being cheap. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, eh, well, you know. I mean, if I did try to buy this much food at a steakhouse, it would be like $200. <laughs> That's true. Uh, okay, so I just sent you, I should have ripped this audio, but I didn't. That's fine. Uh, do we want to talk about Kanye at all? No, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want the world to know what I think about this. Okay, you're probably right. But the tweet I just sent you, I've watched it like a hundred times. And it's him giving, it's probably TMZ or something, catching up with him outside of somewhere. And obviously we're all aware of what Kanye's been doing. Uh, it's It sucks. It's depressing. Um, I, I get the sense that's not your take and that's why we're just going to move on from your take. And no, stick I, I, I do think it's, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to, like, I, I'm not comfortable with attacking him. I don't like, 
you know, everyone's aware. I'm like lots of people have been like, you know, mental illness doesn't excuse this. And I'm like, that's not a very mental health friendly take. Uh, I, I do feel like it, not excuse it, but like, I don't know, clearly like the, I assume you saw the Tucker Carlson, uh, stuff that motherboard got like the stuff they cut out of the interview. Yeah. Yeah. So whenever this guy is sitting up here talking about how they got actors playing his friend's children so that they can convince his sons to be sexual or probably daughters convince his children to be sexualized. Uh, you know, it, it like tough to keep up with that take I mean, if, if you have a normal, if you have a normal brain. Yeah. Like you'd like, well, I understand what you're saying, but I, I doubt that's happening. I really doubt that's happening. Uh, and so like, you know, it starts that like, it's all the same thing. Like it's all the same level of like evidentiary standard, you know, of like, he's just, he's fully feeling himself any thought that comes into his mind, he's like, well, this is obviously the truth. And anyone that tells me that it's not, that's how I know that I can't trust them because they're not agreeing with the thing that is so obviously true. And, uh, you know, it just like, there's definitely something about like the, the place that the Holocaust and uh, like conspiracies about Jewish people, like the place that it holds in our culture is it is like the canonical third rail of like, it's, it's the thing that you are most not allowed to say. So like anytime someone says it, like the overwhelming reason they're saying it is because you can't say it, you, you know, yeah, like it's, it's got very sure. little to do with like the people of a certain religion <clears throat> and like, fully my heart goes out to those people because like, you know, that like it doesn't like if, if someone's like uh, going crazy and like hitting them because of this thing that I'm, this phenomenon I'm describing, it still hurts the same as if like they actually had a principled objection to their religion. Uh, you know, but I don't know. Um, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I agree with all that. Um, but I also need you to hear this audio. Okay, okay, here we go. The thing about the red hat that drove me to a point of exhaustion, which was misdiagnosed by a, I'm not going to say what race, what people, uh, doctor, and what hospital, and what media went to. We know I can't say that. It was a Jewish doctor. <laughs> 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 it was the most perfectly comedically timed delivery that I've ever heard from a not stand up comedian. And the video is even funnier because he almost does like a gym from the office. Yeah, yeah. And no, just looks right does. into the camera yeah. and he's like, yeah. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> that he just says it. <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, yes, that's a, a horrible take, but the fact that he set it up like that. Oh man. Yeah. And I don't, you know, like if you thought, like I don't, uh, I just want to, you know, I want to be exceptionally clear. I don't believe in any way that, uh, you know, Jewish people control the media or banks or are bad. I think they're great. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, just at except I've said this before, like, this is essentially me being like, I have black friends, but whatever, uh, at, at Excel, there were a lot of Jewish kids 
far, far more in total number than there were at my public school, <laughs> like despite it being, you know, like a tenth of the size. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I don't know, dude, I like they, they, a lot of them just happened to be like some of the kids that I looked up to the most and like, uh, you know, thought were funny and connected with. And so that, the, you know, it, I, whatever, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going further down. Aren't I cool for having black friends? So I'll stop. But, uh, I like, and now I just forget what I was going to, what the initial point was, because I'm so defensive about how bad the listen to Jewish friends sounded. I don't know, man. It's okay. I think you, I think you got it across. <laughs> Not even close. I didn't even start to make the point. Well, uh, no, but you at least had the, the good part where you were very respectful. <laughs> yeah. 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 All I was going to do was say, but, and then ruin it from there. So you're right. Yeah. So we're looking out for me. Got deboard the plane here. Um, I didn't listen to Kanye on Lex Friedman's podcast, but uh, I heard Matt and Shane talking about listening to Kanye on Lex Friedman's podcast, and uh, the idea of him, like, basically, he's been uh, apparently working through like the the general concept of what he went through in the clip there, uh, because he was he was telling Lex about the Jewish media. <laughs> Lex is like, please stop, and he's like, okay, JM. <laughs> like the problem is not like the word is like one of the seven george carlin words right it's it's really more the concept yeah yeah. it's it's not like we're barring you from saying like those (laughs) syllables because like when put together they're offensive it's it's just the idea yeah i don't know much about lex friedman should i i don't know a ton but people keep talking about him i mean I think that, like, uh, you know, I'm listening to just a ton of podcasts, and despite (laughs) listening to several different podcasts, like, and and just a lot of them, I'm I'm still only, like, within the social circle of, like, 10 people. Yeah, like, it's just, there's these comedians, they all know each other, uh, like, despite living in different places. And whenever they get an idea, like whenever like one of them gets an idea, like it works through all of them. And I'm sitting here in a in a, a separate place from all of them, having never met any of them. And these circulate through me just the same because I'm the like each of them is recording an hour a week, and I'm hearing all of it. It's really fucking weird. Uh, but I, good, I guess. I don't know. It's better than like living in a small town in Kansas in the 50s. I was recently rereading parts of uh, The Man from the Train, the Bill James book, and he gets yeah. uh, furious at one point for people saying that uh, Kansas small towns in the 50s were boring. And I think he's right, but I don't know. Like, like he's just basically saying that like th- things were constantly happening. Like He doesn't flesh it out this way, but this is definitely cons- uh, intersecting with other things I think about. So I'll, I'll add this sauce on it of like the human brain is only built for so many people. It's called your Dunbar number. You know, I've said that before. It mm-hmm. never knows the fucking concept of like, you know, there's friends that you think that you, like, you're like, boy, I wish I kept in contact with them. I don't know why I don't. Well, it's because there's only so many people you can hold in your head. And like, there's only so much time in your social schedule and everything. And the number of people on the planet is, you know, fucking millions and millions of times more than whatever that number is. So, like, he's basically saying in a small town, Kansas, in the 50s, there's still more than enough to fill up your Dunbar. So you're getting, like, your, your life is full. 
Like, you know, he's saying, like, I could have gone to something every... There was something to do every night. You know, there's a fucking basketball game that I cared about between the local teams. There's some kind of fucking political rally, bake sale, whatever the fuck. Like, th- these these were social people. They were organizing events. And, like, you know, I, I lived a full life. And, like, you know, the idea that because you're in New York, it's, like, uh, special and mine's not. Like, fuck you. That's the worst. Like, you're wrong. And I think he's right about that. <laughs> Uh, but like, uh, you know, you gotta say that like, I accept that it's, it's a good experience to have your Dunbar full and, uh, you know, that, that basically all of it's just enjoying life after that. But getting into like, you know, what exactly is your Dunbar full of, I think I would rather have, uh, Matt and Shane, et cetera, like then just, you know, whatever fucking idiots live around me. Right. (laughs) Uh, yeah, probably, but there were, you know, everybody had like a, like a family member or someone that lived on their street that in retrospect, if given the right guidance, probably could have done comedy. Yeah. 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 We've all, we've all got a Stavi in our lives, but like, uh, the actual Stavi is better though. That, that's what I'm. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Although (laughs) there are a lot of things about high school that sucked. And obviously yours uh, more. I would not really call it boring, though. <laughs> so if you just think about like a small number of people, that's almost like a little small town. And there was always some shit that we were fired up about, good or bad. Yeah, no, dude. I mean, ours was they fucking rounded up the kids you're talking about and fucking put them all in a room. <laughs> it ruled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess from that perspective, you may have actually had a better time. You didn't because you didn't have to deal with street preacher god girl yeah uh, told yeah you, no no, no. <laughs> he used to cry in the mix master she was she between was not periods <laughs> no no she was not but uh you know you for every one of those we had uh binion taking his shirt off and doing push-ups in the middle of the main hallway and just making everyone walk around him in between periods hell yeah <laughs> or fights fights are always good Do you guys have many fights i bet not no 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 no, no. Like that was a clear line. If if there's like a regular like you know, like so they would organize like uh, fight rings clandestinely. Um, my uh, my good friend Mike, who you know, uh, that was like the the time he got in trouble the biggest is he was in like a fight club, and uh, he they like one of the they they told all the kids like they they found out about it. Uh, and they told all the kids involved to stand up and they were like, what are you doing? Like, you know, the, the, you tell me what I'm mad about thing. And one of the kids like spills the beans is like, okay, okay. What, what we were doing was we would like fight each other in the laundry room. And Mike was just fucking zoning out during that. So like, then they get to him they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, don't know what you're talking about. I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> they're like, he just gave it up, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Commitment. Yeah. He, I mean, Everton in the ring at that time knew Mike is a ride or die. You can't trust him with your secrets. <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else. And we have a lot I, of time uh, left to fill. So I've you got, take, well, take over. Okay. I, I do. I want to do uh, one of your least favorite things. Uh, I want to talk about sports, football in particular. Oh, I did want to mention because I, I wasn't on the air uh, earlier today because we had a, a kid doctor appointment. Mm-hmm. One of the funniest sports stories ever uh, that I've ever witnessed is a basketball team having an 
basically openly avowed racist on their team. And a couple days later, firing their coach and that same day hiring a guy who was recently fired for some heinous sexual harassment crime, uh, you know, workplace crimes. Yeah, I don't know. I do look around, though, and you're like, that's an interesting piece of business. <laughs> it's just it's it is. And it's also just by having uh, no morals whatsoever. Uh, yes. You can get a finals coach for free. The world is yours. That's right. Yeah. Something to think about. <laughs> that all happened in like two days. Like, do you think that the Celtics are, uh, certainly Celtics fans are not sitting there being like, but at least we proved we're good people. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And if like, they lose. Do you know how fucking hard it is to find one of these guys that'll take you to the finals? In his first year? <laughs> and then we just got him. He's one for one in going to the finals with our team. And it's just like, yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to minimize any of it. Like, I think they're right. I like really, I guess the problem, I, I, I don't know. I was about to say the problem is the more people don't share their views, but then, then I'm already arguing with myself there. Like, I don't think that talking to a staff member, I don't think it's good to talk to a staff member that way. I don't think that doing it once should end your professional life. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear the details because I just who what was the ex player that heard the details? It was like Ashen, Matt Barnes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matt, whatever Matt but Matt fucking Barnes heard it and was like, oh Whoa. fuck. Yeah, <laughs> so, about a guy who drove like forty five yeah. miles to fight someone, and like more than that, always looked exactly like he would drive yes. that many miles to fight someone like yes. least surprising amazing story of all time matt barnes did something crazy um yeah and then even like richard jefferson is like boy you know from what i've heard about this i don't see this guy ever working in the league again that was like two months ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> just wait till they beat the celtics in a playoff series yeah I mean, dude, they fucking, they were in a playoff series last year. Yeah. The guy that took them apart, they just get him for nothing. <laughs> like, for nothing. I don't know. I don't know. It's, there's a lot crazy going on. I don't know what to think of it. Um, but yeah, so uh, you may be aware Bears were in town. You can admit it on this podcast or you cannot. Either way, we know the truth. They put a scare in you. Hi. Uh... Whenever yeah. it's down to five points and you knew that one time Dak gets a little sloppy with the ball, we're right back on top. Boy, it's it's church for you then. I don't know if I was ever really scared, but okay. So he's going to go with not admit it publicly. All right, that, cool. <laughs> okay. You're going to lie to the audience. Uh, at what point was it five? Is that like mid-third? 28-23, brother. Yeah. A little fumble touched. Uh, yeah, but boy, things spiraled so quickly after that. They may or may not have. That's not important. <laughs> We're focusing on 28-23. Okay. The uh, final game for Roquan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see Roquan's farewell in person. That's the big thing. I just want to tell you about the experience. Okay. Uh, so I, I did, as I teased last week, uh, have you know no friends or family. Uh, so just living this solitary life, went to the game alone. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. It was like, I know plenty of people that are happy to go to football games. All of them like the Cowboys. And I didn't really feel like that was the vibe I was going for. 
uh, in you know of the people who don't, it's just family members. And uh, I don't know. My like I said, my dad's weird, uh, and I love him very much. I'm sure he's listening. Um, and so uh, it is. It was like it's great. I honestly, dude, you should do it. Like I, I guess it would be hard with the uh, the pre or the your, your pre and post game responsibilities, but I don't know, dude. I mean, yeah, dude, you should. Uh, I, I'm saying, dude, too much. You should definitely tell your family you're skipping Christmas Eve so you can go solo to the Cowboys Eagles game. You would come back with so much content. I think that the bonuses would just flow from there. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough to pull off, but uh, I'll look into it. It just is like, you know, I'm not uh, saying anything revolutionary here, but whenever you are by yourself, you just go into a different mode. You're much more observing, like you're, you can hear your own thoughts and you're not talking. You're like looking around at other people and taking it all in. And it's just, I don't know. It's, it's a cool, like I, I like doing it. Like uh, some of my happiest memories is uh, solo trips whenever I was doing the semester abroad, like on a weekend, I would just. You know, uh, that was the first time I ever went to Ireland is I was I was in Rome. I really wanted to go to Ireland. I'd never been before. I uh, just took a, took a flight by myself, walked around for like 48 hours and it was so fucking cool. And just like, I don't know, it's it's a great way to like it's it's not my first instinct for how to do anything. I love being around people. I love my friends. I love hanging out with the boys. Uh, but it's if you do like, you know, get past the initial resistance and uh, like do that kind of stuff. It does unlock an unexpected world of, of, of rich detail. And, uh, this, you know, I was not trying to spend a bunch of money to go to this game by myself. Uh, so I, I, you know, went on and, uh, got, got the top deal score and, uh, it was literally the last throw. <laughs> like I could, you know, turn around and see over. Um, and, the 400 section of Cowboys games, it's really fucking cool. You know, like, I like it. I think any NFL game that that level, like that tier of the stadium is a fucking scene. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, like in, in ways I don't, I mean, if you've been, you know, if you haven't, I don't know if you do, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got a picture in your head, but like, it's, it's just neat. It's just neat. See it. Like, you know, just the, the little rituals that, that people have and like, you know, there's the communities to some extent, um, the, the top experience of this in, in my life is, uh, Justin Bell, our good friend, his family has, he and his dad have had season tickets for over 20 years to Seahawks games. And so like they, they've known everyone in their section for 20 years, not everyone, That's but like, awesome. a lot of the people. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like he's pointing out people of like, yeah, they started coming here when they're six, you know, like they've got like their wives with them, you know? Um, and that, that kind of thing's great. And so I, you know, it's not like I, uh, observed some people at the Cowboys game that were like, uh, you know, said out loud to me, we've known each other for 20 years or something like that. But like, you, you can feel that energy, you know, just like there's little communities going on here. Uh, the intersection of, uh, Randall Mill and Collins is that, I think that's right. Um, just that, that appears to be like a place that they're, that it's okay to put up tents and like have giant yeah. fucking speakers and like that whole scene. I'm sure that those people are there every week. I mean, some of them were bears fans, so they're not there every week, but like the community around that. And like, I'm sure there's people that like have been knowing each other for a while, like just from, I have a tent next to his tent. That whole scene looked fucking 
exceptional. Um, but the number one thing I walked away from this 400 level experience <clears throat> with is that the Cowboys are leaving millions and millions of dollars and probably two wins a year on the table by not doing considerably more to cater to Mexican fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they seem... Uh, explain. I'm not saying they're doing nothing, but if I were them, I would go all out, and I think that it would be rewarded tenfold. The, the folks there that I was with, they wanted it. They wanted it bad. They wanted an excuse to go fucking nuts over being a Mexican Cowboys fan. If they... Like replaced, I mean, I would say half. They should replace half of the hip hop with Teano music. And I'm telling you that this reputation that the Cowboys have of not having a very live crowd, which I certainly fucking lived through, that would disappear overnight. Yeah, I mean, that's always been the argument, right? Is that you priced out too many people who are hardcore, uh, no matter their race. But yeah, that that's well, the why one, the ones who are there that are still willing to pay two hundred to sit really, really, really far, uh, they, they would fucking go nuts <laughs> if you if you just worked in a little bit more. I mean, I've, I've I do have some ideas. I think uh, once a year, definitely got to go with a, a uniform that I've devised uh, where it's the. In the, the front of the helmet is where it says Cowboys, right? I was trying to think of the places on the uniform it actually says Cowboys. It's just the front of the helmet, right? Yeah, I think so. Need to put Vaqueros there. That's an easy one. Okay. Uh, on, on the home whites, the two blue stripes on the side. See how it looks if one of them's red and one of them's green. Couple I love games, that. Couple games a year. I love that. Uh, and then, I mean... Really, the like there was one time that they played something that was a hip hop song that had like the slightest of Tejano influence, and you could feel the energy just jolt through the place, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. They, I mean, they they just kind of stumbled into it. I think I don't think it was something like uh, they they ran a package. I know that you know this because I'm sure that people tell you this every time they go to the game. But there's there's a highlight package they put in the third quarter where it's players making plays and then pictures of Gene's art. And then at the end, it's just got a big graphic that says Cowboys Art Collection. Oh. They run highlights for the art. <laughs> if, <laughs> if we maybe take that block and just have fucking, you know, like uh, highlights with like the, just like the, the faded image of the, uh, the eagle holding the snake over it. Uh, I think that that's a total turnaround. Because let me tell you, the art collection promo didn't do a lot for the, the crowd energy level. And see, that's the thing, too, is it doesn't do a lot from 400 down to the 100. Like, who's that know. catering to? Oh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't know that anyone wants the art thing. I mean, except for the you know, fucking person who Jerry owes a lot to, given how often he's cheated. <laughs> yeah that's it does seem like a target audience of one you are correct <laughs> yeah we were talking about that a few weeks ago like i think it was during a preseason game uh and they ran like a package you know because it's the cowboys media network where there it was an art based package where uh they had you know had a film crew there whenever like local junior high kids got to come tour the art 
And like, I guess I landed on any time being out of school is better than being at school. Mm-hmm. Do you know how bummed out I would be if they're like, we got a field trip? It's uh, the it's, Cowboys. Yay. <laughs> Locker room? Nope. Are we on the field? No, no, no. Uh, this is uh, from a noted Italian sculptor. And <laughs> that's the whole field trip, bud. Like, I'd be like, ah, okay, I guess. Again, who who want like it's not like even the girls in class who I presume are going to be into the arts more, like they're they're out on cowboys. No one wants this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I don't know, man. I uh. It, it was like I there was a ton of Bears fans there. It was it was just a pretty dead game experience. The I feel like the other Bears game that I went to there was more active. Certainly college games that I've been to there. That TCU one, I mean, that was fucking a decade ago now, so we need to stop referencing it. But it got it got pretty fucking loud in there Yeah, for that. And, you know, the fact that I was in the last row can't be helping things. Um, but I was, I was comparing it to the Seattle experience, and I was also very high up for the Seahawks game, and it's night and day different. And, I mean, theirs is like a – just a difference in, uh, you know, effort level. Like, uh, Cowboys fans have are not displaying an attempt to, like, make it hard for the offense to hear if it's before third down. Whereas Seattle, they're, like, you know, they're playing a fucking game with the center where they're, you know, like, all they're thinking about from the time they wake up this morning is how many times can I get this motherfucker to false start? Yeah. Uh, and it's just a different, you know, I mean, like, it, it's... I don't know, man. The more I think about, like, the more I look at all this stuff, we just, you and I, what, what this podcast is about is searching for answers to life's questions. <laughs> and the more that we delve into this, I just think that some, it's not that they're unanswerable, it's that all the answers are like so, like, it's just so underselling it to even call them complicated. Like, it's, it's the individual beliefs of the 80,000 people that are there and like, but you, but they are coordinated and like, it does like you, you know, this group of 80,000 people in Seattle does have different like norms, expectations and behaviors than a same sized group of 80,000. I think it's actually 93 at the Cowboys game, big time, big stadium. Um, like, uh, I, I don't know, like you would think that that's a big enough sample size that like you're at that point, it's just humanity, but like, it's not. And how do we arrive at those differences? It's not like, because they put up like better stadium graphics and like they, they design their stadium to make it louder. And that matters to some extent, but like, that's not coming anywhere close to like fully explaining all of it. It's that. You know, like uh, these 80,000, this is like what their dad did. And these 80,000, their dad didn't do that as much. Like, I don't know, man. It's life's beautiful. That's what I'm saying. It's an amazing tapestry. Yeah. And the only thing I would add to that is just that, you know, uh, a lot of times you, you hear it described kind of just about like the DNA of the city of Dallas, which is, hey, this is all flash. It's all no substance. And it's, you know. People are exclusively, almost exclusively talking about white people when they make those charges. Yeah, see, they definitely are. And I'm letting you know, it's not all white people at these games. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is that when you hear that tied to like the city of Dallas, which honestly at this point, I wonder what the demographics of the Metroplex in general are. You know, it's probably close to 50% Latino. 
I yeah, I think it's in the forties. Yeah, so that 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 has always kind of been somewhat of a somewhat of a questionable charge to me because it's based exclusively on wealthy whites. Yeah, yeah. And the so difference if you're talking being, about like this thirty five percent of the city or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So. Now I will also add that I think in I haven't been I've never actually even been to Seattle. Period. Um, but my my take on that is that. Their whites are just rowdier. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I mean, what it you know, is, that, but that's a city where it, it is like, <laughs> you know, you're, it's very white. <laughs> yeah, it is not as much of the uh, the melting pot we're describing. So yeah, dude, you then then you end up where your uh, your your pores are white too. <laughs> so and you know the other thing about it too is like it's been a minute since I've been out to an FC Dallas game, but obviously. Uh, soccer is super, super huge in the Latino community. Those games are rowdy, man. And they're in Frisco, you know? See, I'm telling you, the Cowboys fans want to be that rowdy. And if you gave them this little push, I would love to hear anyone wants to write in their ideas of how to make Cowboys games more Mexican friendly. I'd love to get a list going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say to you? I know oh. that obviously they're not doing this, but I feel like step one is sell the team to Carlos Slim. He could get this done. <laughs> I mean, then the whole identity of the franchise is changing, and that would be a fucking powerhouse. Like uh, from start, it. from top to bottom, the whole organization is like, we are Mexican football. Like that would fucking rule so much if like the whole NFL – was like oriented or like it's already oriented around like this marquee franchise but if that franchise is like we are mexico that would change the entire league it would be beautiful and amazing it would make me love love america even more than i do already i I, that's what i want to see i love this this lands with me the more i think about it the more i love it um our other quick nfl news man i'm so interested in who's gonna buy the commanders (laughs) Yeah, that's great, right? Yeah, and I tweet uh, on a different text thread, one that you're kept out of. Uh, it feels rude. Somebody sent somebody sent the tweet announcing it. I guess it was Forge or something this morning that Snyder's going to be selling pretty soon. And my immediate thought was the big man. And like, I know he won't do it, but we know that he's been close to buying a team before. Oh, that would be something else. See, I was thinking uh, a real, like, uh, stick it in your eye. Uh, Paul Pelosi, take the winnings. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad at all. I mean, yeah, he's he's certainly had a pretty profitable couple of years, as we've learned. But he's also in a uh, spot where despite, like, fucking, you know, uh, raping the American economy for his personal enrichment, is very sympathetic right now. yeah. No, this is the time. No one's no one's going to try and deny him currently. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, KJ's immediate uh, uh, answer, which KJ's in this thread. Yeah. Oh, don't bullshit me. I see your iMessage up there sometimes in recording. You got like five others with people I'm very familiar with, and I'm not in any of them. I'm in one with you, and I know you got about a dozen cooking. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I've waited on this take for this moment. I never said anything about it. I was bothered every time I see that up there. And I'm like, well, I know all those guys. I guess I, and I look at my phone. I'm like, uh, that's just everyone else in the thread that I'm in except me and no, a couple of other people. Added. No. 
You, I had this you whole misread thing. it. You misread it. <laughs> uh, so KJ's first response was uh, Mackenzie Scott. That was a board of adjustments uh, threat. That's those. Are my, those are my only text groups. Is the other board of I, adjustments? Member. I know that's not true. It would actually be uh, illegal for me to group text them. That's true. You. What's that called? The Open Meetings Act. It's a violation of the TOMA. Yeah, because it'd be a quorum. They, there you go. That's what I'm talking. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for. Because they jammed up a couple South Lake officials a few years ago on that. Remember, and they actually took them to jail. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that should have been a, a sign of things to come. Anyways, Mackenzie Scott was his idea, which is also great. <laughs> oh, that would be fun. And and because like the boring counterpart to that that has emerged is Bezos. And the only thing that's spicy about that is no, that Daniel Snyder. Why? Because t- he owns Thursday a, Night Football. Well, I mean, you're probably right, but I've seen enough people say that he's leading the pack. Well, they're wrong. Yeah, like, I didn't uh, think of that. Remember, uh, recently the Fanatics guy sold his minority interest in the 76ers because That's right. he could make much, much more money if he just didn't have to worry about conflict of interest stuff. That's true. You I didn't can't even think have about that. one of the guys who's broadcasting and like not a little bit like they're bidding on the fucking Pac-12 rights because they're building like all this shit and prime around football offerings. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that one. So that the only thing about that one that would have had a little spice to it, though, is so it I did. guess that probably does take McKinsey out, too, because it's not like Bezos is no longer CEO, but he just has so much of the stock that I like he still owns so, but so does McKenzie. I guess it wasn't a real suggestion anyways, so it's kind of dumb of me to be like, ah, got you there. Does but, she? Uh, I do got you there. There's uh, no way that her move was to sell all the stock. If you, like, you know, it's good to own a lot of Amazon. I'm sure that did. they own other stuff. She sold a lot of it. She okay. sold, in January of this year, she, she sold... <laughs> billion worth of Amazon stock. So maybe that's what I was thinking of. So a little bit. Yeah. She's still worth like 60 billion though. (laughs) So I imagine there's in addition to some a diverse portfolio, still some some Amazon stock in there. But those would just be funny. Uh McKinsey's guy would be hilarious because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. Jeff Bezos would be hilarious because Daniel Snyder hates him. (laughs) Uh And Trump would be the same thing with Bezos, right? Like, it would be so great if Trump were... Because you know, dude, when people say, oh, how many owners in the league are actually doing press conference in the locker room after every game? The number would double. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. He he would just be shitting on people and attacking referees and... How would he treat Jerry? Oh, my God, dude. I... I think that there's a respect there. Oh, there's got to be respect. I mean, there's got to be. And, and Jerry's tiptoed around enough Trump issues that we know there's there's some level of, of relationship there. But there's definitely been like uh, there's full on he's call, like reports of calls and stuff like that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. So Jerry's uh, checking in with Trump. Take the temperature. Yeah. So that would be a really good one. Um, God. I would and love then that. the last one on the board <laughs> Which I would not love if we're unless we're just going to go full chaos would would be Elon. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. We get so much of him, anyways, and I don't want any of it. 
I know. He's threatened to buy a, a soccer team, uh, one of the big ones. I don't recall which one right off the top of my head, but. Dude, he says anything to get his fucking attention. Don't you have enough of it, dude? You know what's really weird about him is we've all intuitively known for all of our lives that most people, like in the top 20 wealthiest billionaires in the world, are terrible people. And somehow he managed to supersede the preceding uh, conception of what a billionaire is into something even worse. Yeah, I would like, say that, like, uh, you're right, but, like, I thought it would be different than this. this oh, is, yeah, this is just dumber than I was expecting. Like, just, you know, uh, no one should take all of my wealth that I have way too much of and spend it on people who have nothing. Like, that's a, you know, like, like I just figured that that you're all iterating off of that. But he doesn't, he doesn't it, like, you know, it's, it's, it's all new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look at the, <laughs> the list of richest people in the world to see if there's anybody on here that would, that would wet the beak for me a little bit. These people are mostly very boring. Yeah. I just always hope it's someone that's got a little pop. Well, that's also terrifying, right? I mean... The Giants are run by the son of the guy who used to own the team, whose only real job was being <laughs> named general counsel for the New York Giants out of college. It's pretty great. So that guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, Washington's been a joke forever. Yeah. I don't want like a Balmer type in here, man. That scares me. Yeah, what, you're saying like they would compete with the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah, made I mean, this I guess very so. easy I'm just for saying a long time. from an entertainment perspective, most of the rich people I haven't heard of, you know, like if it's just some guy that like has a hedge fund, like, you know, that's not interesting. Whereas no, not really. Trump buying the team. That's delicious. I'm trying to think of it. I'm you shouldn't even throw that out there because now whatever happens is going to be a disappointment. Dude, it'd be so good. And you know, the other thing that would be really funny about it too is I imagine him uh, in the press box still wearing the same fat guy suit and mm -hmm. red tie, but he switches to a uh, like a, the maroon Make America Great Again hat. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Because I love when letters. he wears the hat with the suit. Yeah. 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 I just love it. And, he just, and he's especially, you know that there'd be a point where when Hail to the Redskins is playing, he would be doing the double jack-off dance to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would just, oh, it's too good. It's just too good yeah, to consider. You, you hate his politics, but you love his fashion. Oh, no doubt. And they could make DJ TJ the cap guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like God, DJ, it'd be great him doing negotiations. D DJ TJ on the phone with the shark, just <laughs> trying to get the best of Drew Rosen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's just Yeah, not him and Drew Rosen house together is is a lot of cocaine in one room. Yeah. Oh man. I like the so, way you work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a mutual respect. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's all I got. Claypool's going to put him over the top. Boy, you are so fucking lucky that we didn't have Claypool last week. <laughs> I, who's going to throw him the ball? You really didn't. Do you not have. A, what are they even. 
That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.